1: Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
2: That's the big voice guy. That means we get another week. We had to take a week off last week. We don't like doing that. We almost never miss. We tried about a thousand. You
1: had Ske- a lot going on last yeah, week. Schedules
2: were tough. You had seven different press conferences. Uh, <laughs> you were tough. you were moving. I was moving. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 was, uh, that, that was quite a week. But you know what? We. We didn't get a chance to recap week zero as uh, the headliner obviously was was Bellevue West hanging on to beat Creighton Prep, but we are alive and kicking for week one, right? Not, I, I thought it was interesting for the most part, nothing too surprising, at least early on as we start in class A. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... Like you said, n- no real shocks. I think uh the games kind of went as we expected, like you mentioned. Good good game in week zero for bellevue West and Creighton Prep. And uh Bell West pulled it out at the end, and then kind of same thing this week, Bell West pulled out a close one. Prep rallied to to make it a one score game uh, against West Side, kinda ran out of time there. They had uh went through some changes there during the game. Um but I guess wh- Let's start there. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's let's well, let's go back to yeah. Thursday.
2: Okay. What'd you What'd you make of Gretna and Burke? Burke is awful young. Gretna pretty experienced. Still trying to replace a few guys like Cheney and Mick Huber, but they still got that one guy that <laughs> takes snaps for them and Zane Flores, who doesn't appear to skip a beat. He and he and John Roll, they <laughs> they are quite the tandem.
1: Yeah. Uh, just. Uh, only I mean, 17 passes Flores had to attempt in a 44-0 uh, win over, like you said, Burks kind of um, starting over there. Um, and it was a running, uh, kind of rush by committee there. They had two, four, six different players between two and five carries. Um, Isaiah Weber, the junior back, uh, he led them five carries for 45 yards. He's and a big, score. he's a
2: big, strong-looking kid.
1: Yeah. So he'll probably be the lead guy there, but they, spread it around and they spread the ball around Joe rolled six for a buck Oh two, two scores. Uh, but then a few other guys involved. So yeah, just kind of easing their way in um, you mentioned Burke is kind of completely rebuilding there. Um, so they've got a, a lot to figure out. Uh, just only a handful of guys back that uh, names that I recognize that that played for them last year, obviously new coaching staff and everything. So um, yeah, it's a good start for uh, uh, Gretna and kind of ease, Ease into it, figure some things out here.
2: Yeah, let's go back, uh, stay with Thursday. So, not necessarily going back. I talked to you before the game, it was over via text. I knew you were going to Kearney and Lincoln East, um, supporting your guys and getting a chance to see a couple of highly, a highly rated, yeah. recruited Malachi Coleman. But a Carney team, I think both you and I think, I don't know if flying under the radar is the right term. I think it's a top 10 caliber team, Coach Cool. Never disappoints, right? He usually maximizes. Are you a little surprised at the offensive struggles for Lincoln East, or to be expected without their top
1: two receivers and one of the best quarterbacks in the in the high school game? Yeah, I think they lost three. They're like Malachi is the only one back. They had four guys in that passing attack last year, and um and I think Malachi was fourth in receptions. Um, so. Um, lost three really good players there. And obviously uh Noah Walters was their offense. Like the the up tempo, the snap at every 10 seconds. Uh can't do that without a quarterback that had mastered the offense to the degree that Walters has. So it looks looks a little different. They 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 started um uh, started senior quarterback, switched to um sophomore Jeter Wortley, and he ended up getting <clears throat> getting most of uh kind of the action second half after kind of going back and forth between the two. Um yeah, they never really worthily made some impressive plays, but they couldn't really sustain. They couldn't go an entire drive without a penalty or a, a misfire or getting stuffed in the run. And, um, and they didn't get any real big plays. They had a couple of shots down the field. Um, Malachi had one that was, um, went up high point the ball, ended up having three defenders on him by the time he hit the ground and couldn't hold on to it. Um, and then there was another one that called Offensive pass interference, it was on the far corner of the field for me, so I couldn't really see. I didn't think it was OPI. It looked like the defender kind of backed into Malachi mm-hmm. running backwards into the end zone. Um, but they called an OPI there. So they had a couple of shots down the field that maybe could have uh, been some big plays for them, but couldn't quite complete it. Um, they, I only had like three touches for Malachi, a jet sweep, and then a couple, uh, 21-yard gain, and then another kind of nine-yard pickup, little throw underneath. I said every time they tried to target him down the field, he had two, three bodies on him, and that's going to continue to happen with everybody they play until they show that they can uh, kind of beat you in other ways. And the rushing attack, they they struggle a little bit there both ways. Neither side could really run the ball. There was one big run play each way. Uh, Dash Bauman uh for yeah
2: i actually like him defensively too yeah he's, he's pretty he's a good, good linebacker yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's very good
1: he's a name to, to keep your eye out on I just a junior completely um, agree already looks very good player yeah uh he definitely popped for me for for east but he had first play of the second half um 65 uh, yard run just kind of turn the corner and beat everybody at the end zone um really nice play. And then, um, Carney had a 69 yard run as well.
2: Was that Ethan? Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, Kowalik. Yep. Um, yep. So, that's exactly right. So yeah, basically outside of those two big plays, neither side could really run the ball. I, I was impressed with, uh, for Carney's quarterback, Traven Beckman, making his first start. He struggled early on, but kind of settled into it. Then There wasn't any real big plays. There was a couple, couple longer passes, like longer games, uh, catch and runs type of deal. but. For the most part, he just kind of moved the, moved the ball. Um, little uh, little uh, completion here, there, kind of pick up a few yards, com- convert a uh, third down here and there. Um, so he kind of settled into it and um, has a chance to, I think, be decent for them. But that's a team that brought back one starter, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, so th- they both have a lot to work on offensively. Um, defensively, they were, they were pretty tough. Like I said, no, neither side could really find anywhere to go in the, the running game.
3: So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
2: Yeah, let's work
3: back. Let's. You
2: want to start top to bottom, ten to one, or one to uh, ten?
1: Let, let's let's go uh, one to
2: ten. One to ten. So uh, Omaha Creighton Prep, coming off the tough loss uh, a week ago against uh Bellevue West which they mounted a late charge in similar fashion uh lost a game probably closer on the scoreboard than the game was actually played but again I think that's a testament to prep not so much about what Westside didn't do I think you know this the story of the second half obviously Caleb not playing um hurts them both offensively and defensively but it's a team that should be able to to still continue to endure, right? With a lot of young guys on West sides, uh, in terms of playing experience, in my opinion, learning how to win. That's going to be part of the growing process for a very
1: veteran and mature bunch at Creighton Prep. And uh, uh, Anthony Rizak had to kind of shoulder the load offensively. 9 for 17 passing for 176 yards and two touchdowns. And 19 carries for 124 uh, rushing yards we we talk about that like he's more than capable he didn't have to do that a ton last year um, outside of kind of like all right third down here let's uh i'm gonna scramble here um, he didn't have to run a ton uh, of him last year but uh Johns Ross only seven carries for for three yards yeah um, missed
2: missed 10 consecutive days of practice yeah. tried to ease him back into it just not quite where he's yeah. going to be but with a good full week of practice
1: i he's healthy and i, I pretty kind of kind of excited about that but nice luxury have though it's like oh they don't have a running back all right uh qb go go carry the load yeah. and he certainly did that and it was 24 nothing at halftime and then like you said uh kind of prep scored 17 unanswered in the fourth quarter uh, and kind of ran out of time from there but um yeah they uh impressive defensively for, from you guys to hold Sharmar brown yeah. to 73 carry or 73 yards on 27 carries yeah
2: that and we were extremely happy with that like that was the thing we want to be able to stop the run uh, he's a key cog i felt like we bottled up ezra vedral three for the carries most part. for 14 yards that's and, it. and i think he was a little dinged up um not sure what happened with donaldson why he didn't come back but they went young and it served him well with Stetsman. Nothing really on the scouting report. They opened it up a little bit, threw the ball downfield.
1: It was a different prep bunch in scramble mode. Yeah, Dean Donaldson, six for 14 for 46 yards. And then, like you said, Vedral uh, only attempted one pass. And Stessman, I believe, a senior, came in eight to 17 for 110 yards. Yeah. Um, I mean, really got vertical in
2: bit. the passing game. Um, put us in a lot of three by ones, really took advantage of what was going on with us defensively. And he showed. In my opinion, he gave them the best. Now we'll see what happens. I I don't want to be that guy, JP, that's like, oh, he's the guy because he was playing against a different team than was in the first half, right? So how portable that'll be, I don't know.
1: And mid game coming in, like you said, no scouting report, Uh,
2: but I I don't want to take away for sure what he did in terms of command. He was cold came in and he just made plays,
1: right? He, yeah. he
2: found a way to extend plays.
1: Second week in a row, just kind of like they, they brought in somebody else, um, that maybe yeah, the other team didn't prepare for and had some success that way. Yeah. Yeah. They're running out of guys to try out though. So <laughs> you're going to have to be able to succeed with your plan a moving forward. You can't bring a change of pace off the bench anymore because now we've seen all, all three of their quarterbacks. I had some success with the the federal option in week one the the qb run game which gave
2: us a really good look at it right it was going to be hard to run the ball uh i think for prep and uh just because we had seen so much on film that we had a chance to prepare for and and uh there's not much about the option game that's going to sneak up on our staff um and so it just became being gap sound i think the thing for prep this is what i'll be curious to see going forward Typically under Coach Young, they get better as the season goes along. They started out 0-2, uh, tough schedule. Is this Am I a prisoner of the moment, or will this be the best offensive and defensive lines that I think we'll see? Because I thought that they were fantastic up front. The yardage didn't yield it, but a lot of times it was kind of how we played it versus how good I think they were. That, that's, a, that's a really good group offensively and defensively along those lines
1: and as we kind of talked before the season we could any combination of that start for for prep wouldn't have wouldn't be wouldn't have been a surprise if they're three good teams i think what we've learned is prep still has a lot to figure out offensively again how how do they want to play how can they play what what were the go-to um offensive options there um but fortunately they've got some time now um schedule i mean north north isn't isn't a pushover by any means but you go for them
2: and aren't they interesting?
1: Yeah. Uh, Miller North is interesting.
2: I don't know of a better word. I mean, with Vermas and and Muberry and they have some good young guys. And I feel like up front, they finally look a little more
1: like a Miller North teams in terms of being bigger. Yeah. And they opened uh, with a 34, 31, 31 win uh, at Papillion the Vista last week. Um, with that that option between Charlie Quayten and Vermas um, run, run a QB there, yeah. um, complete a few passes, but ran the ball with a handful of different guys there. You mentioned mooberry had, had a really nice game uh, on both ways for them. Um, so yeah, that's again, it's not going to be pushover. But I think you go from Bell West and West Side to to Millard North, li- little different level of competition there. But um, again, they're going to have to they're going to have to find a, a way to sustain offense and to, to really lean into what they want to do well. Um, because again, it's a team that can jump up and get you if, if you don't play well, Yeah. North, North is uh, so, it, but it's kind of, I think it's the kind of game you need. It's a team that again, maybe not the best in the state, but it's uh, a good team as well. So now you don't have a, you don't get the false confidence of running over um, one of the teams from the bottom. Like if you go out and have some success, you're like Okay. This is something that we can do. We got to stick with this and really lean into it.
2: Yeah. So we, we talked about Omaha Westside at number one, Gretna two, we touched down against Burke prep was three. Uh, You know, Gretna will be at home for uh, Omaha central. Um, you mentioned prep Scott Miller North. And we go to number four, Bellevue West who if we weren't playing, this would have been, there were a ton of great hey, matchups. You called it. You said <laughs> this is the one you were, this would have been a to. game that I wanted to see. Right. I just, you know, Bellevue West was a little leaky on the ground against Creighton Prep. I didn't know if that was a, a – was it Creighton Prep? Was it the way the Bellevue West is playing defensively? But Omaha North gave them all they wanted. Not really healthy, missing their starting quarterback. You um, Didn't have your left tackle. Knickerbocker did play at center for North, so that helped. Um, and my man, Tashawn Porter. He is uh, – Tashaun Porter, excuse me. He – he doesn't look like your prototypical back, but for going for two Oh seven and three quarters, which is about almost 400 yards that Bellevue West has given up on the ground in two weeks to two backs.
1: I don't know if that's a red flag, but it was impressive that North could hang in there. Yeah. To be fair against Bellevue West, those are what probably the two best running backs in the state, potentially it, it, definitely in class. A. obviously you've got Sebastian Boyle on the mix there and some others, but, um, i mean that, that's that's a tough uh, way to start the the seasons the the two best uh r- running backs in in the metro uh, right off the bat um so uh, you mentioned he also had fifteen yard reception but they did lose him in the third quarter um which I, I definitely think that that impacted the way that the the end of the game went um, yeah. so kind of recap the ws is up twenty at twenty going into the third quarter and um Omaha North managed to punch it in uh uh, from the one with four seconds left yeah so that makes it 28 26
2: little, little controversy yeah. with offsides versus uh false start but hey
1: yeah.
2: um uh, folks are human but i you pretty gotta give a shout out to nate collins who yeah. I, I believe he made his first start against us on all west side a year Last ago year. uh and threw the ball well now you know, he had Keyshawn Williams and he was going to get those fifty-fifty balls, but for a first year guy really getting meaningful snaps, I thought Collins showed well and he proved this year. Is there a quarterback competition on 38th and Ames? Yeah. We'll, certain, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, see how soccer healthy the like, circle is.
1: From what Sodder said, like it was a, a tough competition preseason going through practices. They weren't they weren't 100 percent sure who was gonna end up being the starter for them. Um, uh, but yeah, you mentioned no, no circa on this one. Colin stepped in, uh, they, so again, they're two, uh, down two uh, last chance, drop back, try to throw it. Donovan Whitfield got in there, broke up the pass. You wonder if with a healthy Porter, maybe they try to, to run that in yeah. for, for the two point conversion. Um, but LV West kind of just barely held on there. Um, another solid day for Danny Kalen, 23 of 34 for 255 yards, two scores and an interception. and. The, the big difference is from week one and week two, Gio, Gio Contreras, Contreras, 23 carries for 176 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's the
2: Coach Huffman. That That's the Coach Huffman that is very... It's a handful. When he can run the ball and get you with flash and dash, uh, you know, they, they lose a starter last year, last week in Gwinter, who fortunately broke his collarbone. It's the third break, I think, in four years uh, for Gwinter, so wishing him the best, but you know, Contreras coming off an injury from a year ago himself when it was looking very promising for his career. It's good to see him. He's a multifaceted guy. He caught the game-winning touchdown as a receiver yeah. a week ago, and, and now he totes it to go over the, the, the century mark. I mean, that's a pretty complete football player.
1: Yeah, and um, Davon Hall, uh, it was Isaiah McMorris, uh, big game the, the first week. Uh, McMorris still had good seven ca- uh, catches for 47 yards and two touchdowns, both the, their receiving touchdowns. But Davon Hall six for a buck 28. Um, again, they, they got some options there. Uh, Kyro yeah. Jordan hasn't even had a big game yet. We know he's capable as well. So um, they got some options there. And uh, I, I think Jaden Bullion, uh, double-digit tackles the first he, two weeks. He's been
2: a machine. He's – yeah, he, he- you have to – he's one of those guys, just you've known him his whole life. He, he, you have to game plan. You know, you have to be able to not play to his strengths. Either you put him out in space and and force him to play or you're going to take your chances of him getting downhill and being a factor. He's just kind of evolving into the position, so he's learning on the fly. Man, is he off to
1: a fantastic start. Yeah. Um, Kind of moving on, Millard South, uh, 38-14 win over Millard West. Um, Battle there kind of – it was a little back and forth early, and then Millard South kind of pulled away from him.
2: Yeah, and we, and they've got a good one against Elkhorn South, who's number yeah. five, who I wouldn't say hung on, but kind of a grudger
1: uh, yeah. ag- against uh, Lincoln Southeast. Yeah, I, I ran over there kind of between volleyball matches, caught the first quarter and a half of that one, just to kind of get an eye on both those teams, see what they look like. Um, and um, it, it was it was a good game back and forth. It was 17-14 at halftime. Uh, Elkhorn South led, and then they... I mean, Lincoln Southeast was, was kind of threatening in the fourth quarter, and then who else but Maverick Noonan comes up with a fumble recovery, um, and Elkhorn South is able to slam the door shut with another score, so that was a ball game right there. If you're Southeast, how do you want to play an offense? That's interesting because you look at it; um, they actually a lot of passing uh, um, com- compared to what you would expect from them. Um, uh, Owen Baxter, uh, quarterback there. 21 for 29 for 267 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. And he ran the ball himself 20 times and only got 52 yards out of there. Uh, Max Buebenbach wasn't really much uh, of a factor in the running game. They tried a few different guys, but uh, Baxter by far led them in carries. Um, So it seems like they might be leaning a little bit more into the the QB, kind of driving the whole thing there. Um, But, uh, yeah, they I I, I mean, it's kind of fun seeing Gunnar Cthulhu and Maverick Noonan kind of go back and forth. there's one sequence where um back to back plays. Uh uh Ketula ended up uh kind of getting the win on the rep, kind of putting Noonan in the turf. And then Noon came right back and beat him, got the hand in there for a TFL. So um they kind of they move Maverick all over the place, He'll rush from the left, he'll rush from the right, play a little bit of right tackle um when they went to on offense. So um and again, Gatula will play a little bit of defensive tackle as well, but uh stays there at left tackle. So Um, good to see those guys, those guys go back and forth, but Elkhorn South, I think the story of the game, Carson Rahner, you mentioned him preseason 12 for 20, 222 yards, three scores. I was impressed with some of the throws he made. I'm telling you if he's good there, if he's good, they're way good. Jackson Moore Swan. Uh, (laughs) So a little discrepancy there, kind of what he put out, uh, I saw um, he had 180 yards, uh, the, the box score from the, the huddle um, on Max perhaps had him with 167 yards, but regardless, uh, two touchdowns, monster day for him, um, kind of stepping into that feature wideout role, he's kind of, they, they had some other guys there at wideout last year, he played some, but he's kind of more of a defensive player, cornerback back there. Um, looks to be stepping into that role as the number one wideout and had a monster game. And then Cole Ballard d- did what he does: 19 for 125 yards and a score, and then three catches for 21 yards and a touchdown. Um, that that touchdown was ridiculous. Um, That's who he is? Made two guys miss <laughs> and then finished through two other guys at the goal line. Um, like he he's really good and obviously good safety as well. So um, yeah, Elkhorn South. Uh, I, I was impressed with Southeast uh, again from kind of what. I had no idea what they were going to look like considering all that they lost from last year, but they hung in there for a while with what I think is going to end up being a really, really good team in Elkhorn South. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences.
2: Yeah, and Elkhorn South takes on Millard South, which is the team we'll
1: talk about next. Probably the the game that I'll be at this week.
2: Yeah, lot lot of young guns on on both sides. Is you know, Coach Long, who's now joined Coach Peterson, the former Patriot offensive coordinator, uh, is now on the other side of Q. Uh, this one, I, I mean. Did you expect more from Millard West defensively, or is this about what you thought in
1: terms of trying to slow down Millard South? Yeah, I didn't again, I I didn't really know what to expect from either of those teams going into that one. Um but yeah, 38 yards to uh, a team starting basically a whole new offense or 38 points rather. Um I'm sure Millard West was looking to be a little, little uh more stout than that. Um, but I, I didn't get to see a box score from this one. So I wasn't really, really able to see kind of who, who did the damage for, for the Patriots. They the, camp Goziel, Uh ah. I think he was
2: 22 of 34 for almost 300 yards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing the wealth. And you know what? They showed a pretty good ground game. The, the, the key for them, I think is balance, right? Can, because I, I think coach all, uh Wisdom's offense has a few uh, nice little intricacies. I like his quick game. Uh the passing concepts are sound and he's known for being uh, his reputation is that of an offensive guy. So I think that they'll be able to find a way to score some points and remember when you got guys like Lacuna and and Rucker defensively you're going to give yourself a chance to stay in the game. Moose South's defensive line I think was pretty good on Friday night. As we jump down um staying in kind of in order in a uh we talked about number eight southeast losing to elkhorn south they're at lincoln east which we'll see how lincoln east licks their wounds carney we talked about the thursday name they're at fremont who opened in week zero and then number 10 grand island uh beats north platte watching this game obviously breaking down a ton of film for huddle i (laughs) Grand island at the quarterback spot is goes good size. to obviously trying to replace Riker Fife. a lot of five. Yeah. yeah. I say Riker. (laughs) Sorry, Fife family. That's (laughs) my, that's the first time I've done that in some years. Um, a lot of spread two by two, three by one zone game, quarterback game, Grant Allen, extremely well coached. Um, you know, hanging on to beat North Platte on the road. North Platte doesn't have any problems traveling, do they? They always, (laughs) They don't really have a choice, so it, they got to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, and, and here, both teams, we're on the road against this yeah. year, so I'll hold my tongue on how to handle travel as Westside goes to Grand Island uh, in, a, in a top 10 matchup, which – so the, there's a couple of top 10 matchups in, in the top 10. Um, obviously, Elkhorn South and Millard South uh is is one and then omaha west side and grand island is the other matchup of two top top 10 ranked teams and you jacob padilla will be at millard south elkhorn south right which is at it's just elkhorn south yeah, home yeah, game. out at
1: elkhorn um yeah. yeah um so that's probably kind of the best one that, that i saw in, in the metro this week we don't it's not quite as stacked as this last Friday night where just some monster matchups and AB uh, and so on, but um, that could be a pretty good one. Um, and you, you mentioned Fremont there to an and two start kind of intriguing They got a little um, interesting quarterback situation there with Hudson Cummings, who has had two kind of monster double, uh, like dual threat games for them. Oh, and two for Fremont, but as, certainly hasn't been trying uh, for lack of trying on his part. And they, uh, Kind of put up a fight against papio south early and then the, the titans kind of eventually warmed down and pulled away but um that's a, a team that you liked heading into the season now two and oh to the vista south two monster games from from Devin jones okay um we, we we mentioned him heading into the year like hey watch out for him week one 25 carries 168 yards three touchdowns week two 28 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns also completed a pass for 11 yards um, so mixing in a little bit of a, um, kind of a trick game in there as well. with Jones kind of, uh, throwing it just a little bit. So he's, um, he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. I'm, I'm right
2: there with you. I want to jump down to be here yeah. for a little bit, just before we, before we got to get out of here. So I'm going to give you a couple of choices and we're going to talk about all of them. Bennington, super impressive over Scott 44, yeah. 13. And I think that game was every bit of the score or is it what Elkhorn did? to Waverly uh, or do you have another one? Maybe it's Pius playing Scott's bluff tough um, or the fact that Scott's bluff pulled away. Like when you're looking at these games in class B, what, what did you see that caught your eye?
1: Let, let's start with that Bennington St- Scott game. Cause um, I, I think we expected Bennington to be good. Um, but you, you lose a kind of once in a decade type of player, like Dylan Mossack, you never quite sure. We mentioned that Trey Bird was going to have to step up, kind of be the engine that, that ran it this year. We liked Nick Colvert as a backup last year, stepping into that role. Well, Bird, 21 for 33 for 333 yards, four okay. touchdowns and just one pick. Um, mentioned last year, he kind of like, he was more of the run the offense, occasionally hit a play action, deep shot or whatever. Um, this, yeah, 33 pass attempts, 333 yards, four touchdowns. I think they'll be just fine with that guy running the show. And then Colvert, 19 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns. So th- they lost a lot, but they're going to be just fine. Um, Bennington will be firmly in the mix all season long there. Scott, and they're still trying to figure um, some things out. They um, got Bennett Terman stepping in as quarterback this year. Um, so, yeah, I guess we don't yet know how good Scott is going to be. We just kind of always take for granted that they're going to be in the mix. Um, but I think we know for sure that, yeah, Bennington, g- good luck. They're going to be. Um, uh, uh, a story to follow all season long again. And then you mentioned, yeah, that that's again, the Scots Scott's bluff. One of two times they're tra- traveling to the, the, the Lincoln area. They'll play yeah. Waverly later in the season, uh, it was six, nothing at halftime. And then, uh, Scots bluff dominated second half, 20 to six, pulled away for the 26, six win. Um, and again, that, that kind of QB, uh, running back one, two punch between Sebastian Boyle and Braden stole, uh, Combined for 30, uh, 33 carries for 216 yards and three touchdowns between the two of them and still added uh, five completions and passing game there as well. So um, yeah, it was its probably, I mean, Boyle only had to carry it 17 times to get out of there with a 20 point win. I think you're happy with that. in we yeah. one kind of uh, save some wear on the tires there for a guy that you know you're going to be riding all season long.
2: Hey, are we guilty of throwing a little dirt? Maybe we did. not Maybe it's by not talking about them program Elkhorn just keeps winning right it does (laughs) the comings and goings of who leaves that program it doesn't appear to matter right I mean it's a that's a great opening week win against Waverly
1: yeah 21-17 uh 21-17 win down there at Waverly between two teams that kind of lost a lot from last year but good programs you expect them to be good right in the mix and uh again great battle there um Pull it out at the end Elkhorn like you said going to be firmly in the mix yeah um I are there any other at, at Plattsmith uh 40-21 or Blair 40-21 win over Plattsmith you said watch that's, out for that's, Blair um,
2: that's that's going to be my pick if Blair stays healthy they, they will spoil a lot of folks seasons they will make their run
1: and Aurora dropping down to C1 this year but 43-13 win over G.I. Northwest. Carlos Colazo, yeah. That's
2: there. a good program.
1: Yeah, That'll be just fine. Oh, the fastest 30-some-odd minutes in
2: podcasting. That's Nebraska Preps postgame. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. We'll be back next week. Don't you dare miss it.
0: A Huda Media Production.